Welcome to the Park Road Podcast for July 27th, 2014. Today's podcast is a sermon given by Amy Jack Steen, co-pastor with Russ Steen at Park Road Baptist Church. Her sermon today is entitled, You is Kind, You is Smart, You is Important. Just coming off of Unidiversity Youth Camp. Complete and total lack of sleep. And the University of Tennessee has way too many hills. I am exhausted and my calves are killing me. I had a conversation with another pastor friend last night and she said that she went to youth camp with her youth this summer. Took her 10 days to recover. She remembered a day when she bounced right back. Those days we lamented are sadly gone. How long, O Lord, will it take for me to feel rested? Tired doesn't really cut it. Exhausted gets a little bit closer to the mark. And yet it was a great week that I wouldn't trade for the world. It's not just the lack of sleep and the steep hills that wear you out. It's keeping up with teenagers for which you are responsible and you have a desire to bring home as many as you took. (laughs) It's the keeping up of the schedule and making sure that everyone is where they're supposed to be. How long, oh Lord, will they forget where they're supposed to be and when? And it's not just the keeping up with everyone and everything that will wear you out. It's all the things they are willing to say in a safe community. Their hopes and their dreams and their anticipations and their fears and their doubts and their sadness and their pain. Adults should learn a lesson to be as honest as teenagers. On the last night, I suggested in our church group devotions that we put out there to the gathered group of us, just our church group, I suggested that we put out there the things that are too heavy for them to carry alone. I asked them to share their burdens so that we could help carry them. And the tears flowed as our incredible senior class leaves the group and we are scared to be without them because they've been such unbelievable leaders. I have to remind myself that's what I fear every year. Somehow we keep making it. And then they shared all the things that all teenagers feel in every generation. Take yourself back, way back, all the way to 13. Take yourself back, all the way back to 15, and remember. And they began to share things that all teenagers of every generation have experienced. And the adults then try to assure them that everything is going to be okay. It was all so good. It was all so hard. 
How long, O Lord, before the intense emotions of adolescence will give way to something more manageable? How long, O Lord, before things will get better? How long, O Lord, before I feel comfortable in my own skin? How long, O Lord, will I feel awkward and different? How long, O Lord, will it take for me to fit in? How long, O Lord, how long? This prayer, how long, O Lord, is a prayer of deep honesty. And it has been prayed at least since the psalmists were brave enough to put to words their honesty and share them with others. And Psalm 13 is a prayer of complete honesty, admitting that our patience has been put to the test with God. And I picture this psalmist railing against God in complete and utter exasperation and despair. Eugene Peterson, in his rendering of this text, puts these words to Psalm 13 in the message this way. It's been long enough, God. You've ignored me long enough. I've looked at the back of your head long enough. Long enough, God, I've carried this ton of trouble, lived with a stomach full of pain. Long enough, my arrogant enemies have looked down their noses at me. It's been long enough. So coming off of a week of such intensity of body, mind, and spirit. I thought I might give it a shot to write my own Psalm 13. I thought I might try to do it somewhat in my university style of preaching, but I do that knowing you all aren't going to cooperate and be as responsive as they are, <laughs> which will make my job a whole lot harder. If you weren't here when I Welcome to everybody. That's the reason I'm not in a robe. There's no way I can do this in a robe. The robe's coming back, though. Don't tell me. Leave the robe off. It's coming back. How long, oh Lord, before there's a cure for cancer? Seriously, how long? People are dying with cancer. People are living with cancer. Your mama, your daddy, your sister, your cousin, your friend at school, the person you've heard of and is really popular, but you really wish you knew them, but you don't, and you're sad maybe more because you don't know the cool person with cancer than the fact that the person actually has the cancer because you're not cool enough to fit in. How long, oh Lord, before I'm cool enough to fit in? Seriously, when will they find a cure for cancer? or diabetes, or AIDS, or, well, you name it. How long? How long, O oh Lord, will we battle the superficial? Have you seen the video on Facebook? Oh, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know, I know. Facebook is so old. Nobody's on Facebook but your mama. <laughs> But you creep, I know you do. Because every now and then, you like my stuff. 
So, if you've been creeping on Facebook and you've seen the video of the singer who sings this song in a rage against, she's so tired of being photoshopped in her pictures. And so she sings this song, it's just great, you've gotta go immediately. When we leave here, go online, Google, Grammy singer, tired, you'll get it, okay? Grammy, no, try, try, try. See, I'm not cool enough to know. Grammy singer sings, try, tired of being photoshopped. Google, it'll be your first hit. Watch the video. She's so tired of the superficial look of looking perfect, the way they slim her face and slim her arms and make her look so beautiful. So she's written this song and she has this great video and all these girls from young to women, middle-aged to old gray-haired women and they are all beautiful and, and their faces come around as she's singing and they're all made up and their hair's perfect and they look great. Even the wrinkled woman looks pretty good with enough makeup because we're so superficial. And as the song goes along, their makeup is slightly stripped away and the girl that has the really curly hair that she's embarrassed about lets it down instead of tries to hide it. And the girl that we would call maybe chubby or overweight begins to smile in her beauty. How long will we battle the superficial thing she sings, you don't have to try so hard. You don't have to give yourself away. You just have to get up, get up, get up, get up. You don't have to try so hard. You're beautiful. Just like you are. Those two would have been for the youth but you know you're right there with them. Worried about how you look, where you'd like to take off some weight, how to cover up some blemish, how to have more hair. I wish Russ were here. <laughs> These next couple are maybe ones I wouldn't go with with the youth. How long, O oh Lord, will religion divide us? How long will some of the worst examples of hatred and intolerance come out of the mouths of people of faith? How long will we be embarrassed to call ourselves Christian? How long, how long, O oh Lord, will children go to bed hungry when there's enough food? This one would be good for the youth too. It doesn't make any sense. There's enough food to go around. Why do people starve to death or die of malnutrition? How long will it take for us to become generous or stop being wasteful or give more money or support more agencies that give more food? How long will it take? How long, O oh Lord, will we continue to attempt to make peace by fighting in wars. How long will we continue to solve conflict with weapons of minimum or maximum destruction?
How long, O oh Lord, will I have to work this job that I hate? How long will I have to dread the morning alarm clock and look forward to the bell that rings that says I can finally leave so I can have a tiny bit of peace until I have to come back and do what I hate and seems meaningless all over again tomorrow. How long, O oh Lord, will this fight last? How long will we go before we speak to each other? How long before we name the problem and say, let's do something about it in your marriage, in your friendship, with your parent, with your coworker? How long will the fight last? How long, O oh Lord, will I use food to find comfort? How long will I eat and then throw up? so I can eat and then throw up, so I can look in the mirror at my superficial self. How long? How long, oh Lord, will I have to live a single life when I want so desperately to be married or find someone to share a life with? How long, O oh Lord, will I stay in this unhappy marriage? How long before I can finally have children? How long, O oh Lord, will the intense pain of grief rule my life? How long will it hurt so deeply that sometimes I feel like I cannot breathe. Weeks? Months? Years? Will it ever, ever release just a little bit? How long, O oh Lord, until happiness will come and hope will set me free. How long have I named your how long yet? Have you railed to God about it? Have you been honest about your own pain and your own suffering and the injustices of this world in which we live and have you said it out loud to God? I told the youth this week, God can handle it. Found out when I came home and finished studying for this sermon last night that the psalmist had been knowing that for years. I didn't say anything new last week at camp. God can handle it. How long, oh Lord? How long? In the 1950s, a psychology research, a possibly sadistic scientist named Kurt Richter, 
conducted an experiment. He took a bunch of lab rats and he put them into a high-sided bucket of circulating water. And he put these rats in the bucket and they started to swim in the circle. And he wanted to see how long they would swim before they finally gave up. As it would turn out, it takes about 15 minutes for a rat to give up. So the rats drown. Now, personally, that's not a huge problem for me because I'm not real big into rodents. But for those of you that believe that all creatures are godly and good, it's a sadistic thing to do, this experiment. But if we can put aside the sadness around the dead rats, you learn that a rat will drown in about 15 minutes. So the scientists put more rats into the circling water. And at just about the 15-minute mark, he pulls the rats out drives them off, gives them something to eat, allows them to recuperate, rest, and recover. He puts them back in the water and sends them swimming around in a circle. Fifteen minutes comes. They're still swimming. Thirty minutes comes. Still swimming. How long do you think, O oh Lord, will a rat swim once it has known it will be rescued? As it turns out, about 60 hours. Those little awful rats just keep going and going and going and going because they have experienced a presence of hope. They've experienced it for themselves. And if you've not experienced that kind of presence of hope and even rescue, I think that's why we gather like this because others have and sometimes you have to live off of someone else's hope and rescue. Fifteen minutes is about how long you'll survive without hope. Sixty hours with it. And that's in rat world. What might it be for us? Amy Mears is the pastor friend I talked to last week that took her 10 days to recover from camp. She says this, the human experience perhaps means that there are times of being bone weary, that there are whole seasons even of back-breaking, spirit-numbing, long, long, long days of living, days of trying to do and to be, wanting to finish the last of the day's tasks and find some sense of meaning and then just collapse. There are days when the exhaustion or sadness or isolation or anxiety or lostness causes us to want to stop, to quit, 
to pull the covers over our heads, to turn off the phone and go away, to quit the job, to quit the friendship, to quit the marriage, to quit the family, to quit the responsibility, to simply quit living. And Amy reminded me of some good help from our Quaker brothers and sisters. When we are inclined to, to pray, how long, O oh Lord, how long? The Quakers, when absolutely stumped, wait, sit, and listen. Way will open, they say. Way will open. We've been hopeless before, and yet here we are together loving each other through the silence and hoping, and way will open. If you are something like the rats, swimming along as fast as you can and praying out in a mighty voice, how long, O oh Lord? Patience is a virtue. Way will open. May it be so. Let us pray. Gracious God, hear our honest prayers. We're tired of starving children, so help us to share our food. Hear our honest prayers. We are weary of disease. Give wisdom to those who search for cures. Hear our honest prayers. We are stressed with the frantic pace of life. Slow us down to see your goodness and beauty. Hear our honest prayers. We are afraid of so many things. Being alone, not having enough, change, failure, death. Calm our fears and grant us your peace. Amen. Thanks for listening today. We invite you to learn more about Park Road at parkroadbaptist.org. Park Road is a progressive faith community located in Charlotte, North Carolina, encouraging independent thought, community service, social justice, and interfaith understanding. Grace and peace to you.